did little to enhance, until the day, or rather the night, when he was told of his failing, a character assassination that seemed to promise a lifetime of loneliness. The woman delivering the verdict had grown more and more angry, although he was the one who stood accused and had eventually stormed out of the flat as if suffering from an insult. Slowly he had put the room to rights, and then, when there was nothing more to be done, had resigned himself to the following day but he had changed his mind, had gone out into the deserted streets and walked glad of the darkness, feeling his bewilderment turn to shame and grateful to have no witnesses. After this spectacular and it seemed defining reproach, he felt he had only two options. One was to cultivate the life of the mind. He'd always been a great reader and had found consolation in books. He joined the London Library, visited museums and art galleries, attended lectures at the Royal Geographical Society, where he met other regulars, at whom he smiled pleasantly, careful not to appear too eager to further their acquaintance. Even this activity was circumscribed. His fault, he had come to realise, was not only niceness, but the wrong kind of desire. He brought with him an eagerness from which others shrank. Therefore he directed his attention towards such thoughts and appreciations which, though held in common, could be enjoyed in private. But this did not altogether satisfy him. Art, he felt, let him down. For great paintings he felt only respect. Museum spaces beckoned him in, even welcomed him, but then left him on his own. Religious subjects in particular left him desolate, while mythologies stirred him to dissatisfaction. Only in the shrewd eyes of a portrait did he find a certain resonance, and comfort only in the sight of fellow ruminants immured in similar silence. A couple of tourists, planted in front of a picture and discussing it loudly and with animation, offended him, as if a vow of silence should be universally respected. Such visits took on the aspect of a duty, an obligation, although he was aware that a residue of acknowledgement and of reference was left. He persevered, and in time came to appreciate the exercise for its own sake. It did little to assuage his feeling of failure, maybe even exacerbated it, but like fidelity, the habit became part of his nature, and he knew he would pursue it to the end. He briefly considered the option of displacement, but finally dismissed it. Holidays were fine, but one had to return home, and he was not in a position to move abroad. His flat was unsatisfactory in many ways. The kitchen was too small, but he rarely cooked, preferring to pick up food from the Italian delicatessen near his office. There was that unhappy bedroom, once clamorous with denunciation, now lethally silent. But he knew that his dissatisfaction had less to do with the flat than with his own overwhelming need for sympathy. For consolation which he carried over from his earliest memories of familial disharmony, from the lack of warmth that was not physical, though that too had applied, and he had had his retirement to think of when he would need landmarks in the long exile that would follow. In the event, retirement was wished upon him earlier than anticipated, the arrival of a dynamic newcomer some twenty years his junior with ideas for new working practices did much to discourage him from standing his ground. 
True to his nature, he made a dignified departure, saving any rancour for his own private thoughts. He was, after all, well-housed, well-set-up, and guiltily well-off, though he was careful not to make this apparent. And he had his pride, which would not allow him to remonstrate. More than one of his colleagues regretted his departure. There had been a flurry of lunches, of meetings for drinks, until these had fallen off and finally all but ceased. He was careful not to ask how his successor was faring, and was, for this reason, thought to be happy with the situation. He found it easier as time went on to keep his own counsel, and in so doing earned a measure of self-respect. A slight edge crept into his judgments. He would indulge in exasperation, as others might confess to a mild addiction, and allow himself a more critical eye than he had formerly brought to bear on friends and acquaintances. Sometimes...